You are listening to the Create in Yom podcast, where we'll be talking about language, literature, and all things English, as well as various media and the arts. The show is brought to you by One Hour Proofreading, the fast-growing online human proofreader startup. I'm your host, B. Fernandez, coming to you from the Philippines. Thanks for tuning in. So, hi guys! Hi! <laughs> hey! Yeah. So ready. We are so ready. We're excited for this episode. <laughs> we are very pumped because today we're going to talk about narratives in video games. Games! Yeah. <laughs> Screaming! Mm-hmm. So before I get into that, um, right off the bat, what are your favorite systems or consoles? Oh PS4 god. The PC! <laughs> PC? Yeah. PC. Console. I love me my PS4. PC. PS4 from me. You're more PS4? PS4. Yeah. Yeah, um, I'm part of PC Master Race. Yeah. So. <laughs> it can carry everything, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. That's why I love the PC. <laughs> it's just that my laptop sucks. So <laughs> <laughs> I can't ride but on But I that. do love the PS4. I love the PS4 and the PS3. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Every so, console, really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, more or less, you guys are Sony kids. Yeah, growing, yeah. growing up. Yeah. I was a Sony Nintendo. kid too, but yeah. I got more into Nintendo as the years went by. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I never got my really own. I never yeah. got my own consoles, but I always played with my cousins who yeah. do have them. And yeah, PlayStation was often the go-to, yeah. even though we mm-hmm. they ended up getting Wii or like the Xboxes. Yeah. Yes, yes. So Xbox. we always go back to PlayStation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It doesn't overheat like the Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry, Xbox. Like, I very distinctly remember playing on the PS1 and playing on the PS2 and playing on the yeah. PS3 and playing on the PS4. Yeah, pretty much there for all the generations. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was usually a tandem of having a console mm-hmm. and, the, I mean, a PS console and then, like, a Game Boy. Or, oh, yeah, yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Yeah. It's still the same nowadays, I mm-hmm. think. And, Paula, you're the Harry Potter fan. I don't know if you know... <laughs> Uh, but I remember in Goblet of Fire, there was a mention that Dudley had a PlayStation for Christmas or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 PlayStation <laughs> for Christmas. Yeah, yeah. I remember. I, I just remember Harry writing that or something. <laughs> yeah. It's a very, very random remem- remembrance. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um. So we want to kick this off by, you know, getting into how video games and how the industry has grown in such a yeah. short time. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So much. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, like the idea of being able to remember going from the first PS to like the now, what we have and now. what did they call those back then? Family computers? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The Famicom, yeah. yeah I Famicom. was told that we... The, the, That's a Nintendo uh, system, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, was it? Or was it Sega? Uh, Sega had a Genesis, I think. Oh, okay. okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, Sega, the forgotten. Yeah, but the, <laughs> <laughs> the forgotten <laughs> console. But yeah, the yeah. first one I really got to play was the PS One, and I just I remember playing, I remember playing Tekken, yeah. and it was Tekken still Tekken. so yes. pixely, but I still yeah. love me my Jun Kazama. I remember Final Fantasy Eight from the PS One, and then <laughs> that was the first one I played. Yeah. Ironically enough, because the most popular one, and I guess it still is, happened to yeah. be. Seven. seven, yeah, and I only caught on to seven like way later. Yeah, like um around grade school maybe. Yeah, mm-hmm. characters were really blocky. Very, <laughs> yeah, yeah, really, blocky. really blocky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the you know polygons. Yeah, and stuff. still yeah. an improvement from like yeah. I think it came from the original Game Boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, th- like the first Final Fantasy games. Oh, Square. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then there were like really small sprites. Yes, yes. I mean, very early on, 
uh, now it's grown to such an extent that they have hyper-realistic character models. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the and visual the effects. And the So gorgeous now. Yeah. Like, yeah, going Even from... more beautiful than real life. Really. <laughs> <laughs> like, going from Tekken, playing Tekken on the PS1, and then going to the PS4, playing, like, Tekken Tag 2, Tekken 7, mm-hmm. 6, yeah. Tekken 6, 7. Yeah. And then having those montages, and then seeing Nina... Coming from this, and then now she's this, and I'm like, ha ha. And you see the hair, the <laughs> yes! detail, oh, yeah, the yeah. hair. Like I've always yeah. been a big Xiaoyu fan, and like yeah. it's the same, mm-hmm. it's the same costume from when I first met her. But and now it's mm-hmm. more detailed and it's sparklier mm-hmm. than ever. And I'm like, ten year old me loves this so much. Yeah. One of the other signs of innovation that I had observed, and people commented so much about this too, um, when I had the PS One. It was such a big deal that when we were playing Metal Gear Solid One, yeah, like, we we could we could not see Snake Solid Snake's face because it was pure pixels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when the PS Two came along, um, it been. came with a sequel, Metal Gear Solid Two. Yeah, uh, Sons of Liberty, and people just kept saying, "We can see his face now." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember this joke from Final Fantasy Eight where. Uh, there was a ball, yeah, and the like the protagonist Squall mm-hmm. and Renoa, and Renoa was kind of like hitting on Squall, and she's saying that you're the most handsome guy in this room. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that. One. <laughs> I remember zoom that in on it. His face is just a bunch of pixels, <laughs> yeah. like really bad pixels. But yeah, going back also to the PC games, like going from Sims One. To Sims yeah. Four, like oh, yeah. I, mean, I remember, PC. I remember playing Sims One on the old clunky computers with the huge monitors and the mm-hmm. CPUs, Same. and then now playing Sims Four on my laptop. Yeah, and like the amount of the amount of architecture that right design it's... that people come up with mm-hmm. on the yeah. Sims Four. Yeah, and then like remember how we we weren't able to move like just one one square at a time. Yeah, now yeah. we can do like things. And like the amount of clothes, mm-hmm. th- like yeah. how we can adjust facial features. We used to choose from just 13 pre-made faces yeah. Yeah, and 13 yeah. pre-made clothes. And mm-hmm. then you have to adjust like the personality and then they have the star yeah. sign. Mm-hmm. And come on, it was all in Comic Sans. Yeah. That should oh, tell you something. Oh gosh. <laughs> I think the thing about game designers is that they have so many options. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. When it started before, it was just like, the old games, I mean, like mm. Pac-Man, and it was just one environment. Yeah, yeah. And then you just make a bunch of choices. Mm. and then Or oh, yeah, yeah. If, you, if you were able to make choices, they were usually like, yes. you know, one path, two mm-hmm. paths. And then now, it's the norm to build an entire world, yeah. basically. And then just mm-hmm. put the... The story in there, yeah, like yeah. the game in there. There's also how the the, the the development of games in terms of people playing it. Mm. Like it used to be just you, and then one on ones, and then MMORPG exploded. Yes. yes, yes, like a bad boy. Yeah, and then now everyone's doing it, and then like the MMORPG used to be limited to like the internet and the PC games. Now we have stuff like that, but for consoles. Yeah. Like FF14. communities, FF14. yeah, whole yeah. communities playing together yeah, on Final consoles. Fantasy. I don't re- recall, but isn't Monster Hunter World? And it also yes, is. Yes, yes. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it also is. And just got an expansion pass recently. Nice. I'm not going to go into that. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and like not just the development of games, but how complex the stories became. Yes. Like starting from the arcade Batman, like, or, or, like why do we have to go so far? I mean, Mario. 
We yeah. used to only have say written speech, right? It's just one linear goal. Yeah, one year yeah. linear goal. And now you have all these uh things that you get to do. Like politics really. oh, yeah. games yeah like a it's just so shocking i mean imagine um i'm just going to spaz <laughs> <laughs> fire emblem so uh, yes, it's a strategy yes. game mm-hmm. and uh <laughs> the graphics are really beautiful now and it's always been about war really mm-hmm. and kingdoms but mm-hmm. basically now it's kind of becoming more and more mature even if even as it involves young characters yeah, like yes. it really mm-hmm. uh displays the like teenage yeah the gray morality Mm of of all of it Mm -hmm. and then being attached to certain characters and then finding out that years later they're now your enemy which is kind of like what the recent fire emblem game is about yeah three houses so you have like students and then later on Mm -hmm. they kind of start (laughs) killing each other (laughs) and there's that complexity in the narrative that's uh, really 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 good yeah it is difficult to write for video games i would say like yeah. especially because you have to make the conscious conscious decision of the gamer choosing between things yeah. but but also having the story unfold very slowly yeah. and very how do you make it satisfying yeah. to the player and how do you make them live with their choices yeah. in game <laughs> yeah exactly i mean there was a whole company built around the idea of Choosing your own. Is that Bioware? Could be Bioware. Yeah. Could also be Telltale. Oh. Which I heard, you know, it sort of sunk its own ship. But Ooh. it might be coming back with, you know, healthier management. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, as I was saying, companies have invested so much in this innovative type of storytelling. Yeah. Of the choose your own adventure type of deal. You know, it goes without saying that. It's still very much in hype now. Not just with games from Bioware, like the Dragon Age series or yes. Mass Effect. Those are excellent. <laughs> yes. Um, but also apart from Telltale games like The Walking Dead and yeah. Tales from Borderlands, um, you also have horror games based on that mechanic. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yes. Like from the developers of Until Dawn, they have this new game series now called The Dark Pictures. Mm-hmm. And Man of Medan is their first installment in that series. And I remember there's a character who hammers it in constantly that the fate of these characters will solely depend on your choices. Yeah. Oh, yes. yes. And you get to decide, you know, who gets to be spared or if your die. actions have to be... Or if your actions eventually snowball into something bigger. Yeah. Like something as small as, you know, choosing between which thing to bring to that mission. Yeah. Um, it might, you know, inadvertently yeah. lead to the death of a character. Yeah. Or and saying something mean mm-hmm. to a certain yeah, character yes, leads you know, to them becoming a villain. Yes, and inverting their character development overall. I mean, it's such a huge thing. Yeah. And that's the kind of storytelling that so many people are into that I'm into. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's because it mimics real life really yeah, well. Yeah, it does. Like, like it there's... Does. N- if before there was a detachment between the mm-hmm. video game narrative, now you kind of oh, see yeah. it bleeding mm-hmm. into real life. Yes. Yeah. Like, you can I'm, just really immerse in it. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not a hardcore gamer, but I do love this Mystery Case Files. Mm. It's yeah, yeah, it's yes. a mystery series. It's a hidden object yes. uh, game. So, like, they, I think they have almost 20 games now. And I've played. That's <laughs> yeah, I've played yeah. around ten plus. But the Ravener's line, uh, yeah, is, yeah. is the story that keeps on giving. Mm-hmm. Like 
it started out very early with just the mystery of this uh, manner, in this manner, yeah, like this dead woman, no one knows how she died, so you're there to investigate. Mm-hmm. And then they keep coming up with games, making the narrative more complex, and then mm-hmm. eventually you find out that, oh, there's this, spoiler alert, if you want to play it, please play it, it's a great game. <laughs> it's several great games, rather. And then you eventually find out that it's it's been a long line of people searching for immortality mm-hmm. and just taking people's oh. souls that's why so it, yeah. yeah so from this basic you know who done it narrative yeah. it yeah. something so much deeper with its own lore yeah, yeah. it's yeah. created its own lore very much especially mm-hmm. with the recent i think supposedly the final game the raven ravenhurst unlock which i was recently able to play mm-hmm. it's supposed the the narrative the storyline is supposedly over but I can see how they can come up with more ways to yes, yes. make yeah. it even make it even more complex, make it flourish even more. Yeah. Because you know some developers make games uh, intentionally open ended so they can oh, yeah. go yeah. from there. But yeah. at the same time, the satisfaction of having finished this That's part true. of the story yeah. is also good. That's true. And like I'm, with any good franchise, yeah. like mm-hmm. the first book. I mean, talking about books and games, like the first one. You play or read is really just the surface. Oh yeah, yes. very much. And then there's so much to discover. Mm. Yeah, going back to really the Sims. The going back to the Sims, because I'm that kind of gamer. Yeah. I also appreciate like uh, you say choosing your own adventure. It's pretty mm. much like that with the Sims. Yeah, yeah also. You're creating mm. your own narrative. Yeah. yeah, especially now with the with the latest upgrades, uh, like Sims One, Two, Three. Uh, the best things you could do there could you could be um could have a pet stuff like that mm. and then now there's that, yeah. yeah like there are now entire narratives of mm-hmm. uh being being the quest of becoming a vampire goddess something like that yes <laughs> got some uh, a vampire leader stuff like that and then you have your strangerville expansion pack Mm-hmm. You have yeah. you have your you have your alien invasion and finding out what's causing the anomaly <laughs> in this certain certain neighborhood and now they recently came out with island living now you can make <laughs> your sims so mermaids yeah. and now they're coming out with the realms of magic expansion yeah. expansion pack, which I'm hella excited about obviously because Harry Potter yeah, yeah. and now you can like have your sims have magic yeah and then there's also this update where you can have your sim play out certain narratives with their personalities. Nice. You can yeah. randomize stuff like that. You have them achieve their dreams. Sometimes it's a placement for your own dreams. But hey, at least you get out. You get to live out your own life. <laughs> Catharsis. Catharsis. Yeah. Yeah. Which is really the point. That's what yeah. video games for. <laughs> I think that's a, the really good thing about video video games these days. Is that like DLC. And yes, it, yes, it just exactly. keps on growing. It just keeps it, on growing. Yeah. And it en- enables uh, developers to um, add on to stuff that we already love. Yeah. I think that, I, I, it was in Bioware, I think, mm-hmm. because of Dragon Age 4. <laughs> it's still in development. Yeah. But they're saying that they're going to implement a sort of like live mm-hmm. aspect to it. So instead of just... The game is right there. Mm. And over time, they're going to keep adding... To mm. the story, other okay. than than just DLC, it's like it's kind of like faster. Okay. Yeah. So the story elements it, it never really ends. So That's uh, if they keep, if they, yeah, if they want to keep adding to it, they can just you can just stay That's there nice. <laughs> forever. Mm. And it's essentially what DLCs are, but I think they're just going yes. to 
streamline it mm-hmm. and it's happening to a lot of games nowadays yeah. especially mobile games mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah mobile games uh indie games yeah, yeah. because uh, mobile games are usually underestimated for just being cash cows but they also there have, are some good yeah games out they there, also yeah. have interesting narratives oh monument yeah. valley one of the best ones ever. Yeah. oh yeah yeah the, for sure. like it's 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 supposed to be a puzzle game but the story in it very yeah, especially yeah. since it comes with a sequel too. Oh yeah. yeah. I remember. With indie games, I like how, and this is something that we have to bring up, um, not many people realize that as rich and as mind-blowing as the video games we have are. today are, it goes without saying that there are some games in the past that they, they just came with their natural, this natural type of charm. Mm. And they were innovative for their time. Yeah. Because they integrated stories in such a way that people had never seen before, you know, in the 90s. Yeah. Or in the the early uh, 2000s. Yeah. And it's become so uh, well-remembered and treasured by uh, so many people to the point where they hearken back to those games by creating indie games that sort of mimic those aesthetics, those Mm, systems, those genres. Um, You can see many an indie game out there, like for PC or for console, that have pixel graphics because they had the trend back then. Um, That was was all retro video games had. And yet people integrate pixel graphics because it's so charming it yeah. adds yeah. to the it adds to the appeal yeah. especially for older audiences yeah and um, yeah speaking speaking to that i just remembered like yeah. now in the sims 4 you have this computer interaction where you can get your sims to play video games yeah and they actually play sims 1 on the computer oh. <laughs> so it there's does. graphics of them playing it's sims so meta, 1 right? it's so incredibly yeah. meta yeah, i remember even, this Mm. game and I think it was also on Switch Octopath Traveler. Yes, yes. Yeah, Octopath. and I th- I just can't help but think about that when you said like going back to pixel graphics and mm-hmm. they managed to integrate yes. sprites with like really beautiful 3D backgrounds. Yeah. And, oh yeah, sort of like really good um JRPG vibes. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And going back to mobile games, I think that's also a big factor about what you said that they keep hearkening back to old mm-hmm. older games because in mobile games you especially the gacha ones yeah the gacha you, games yeah you get a multiverse pretty much of, of the for example in final fantasy there's this uh called mobius and then mm-hmm. it integrates all the other f final fantasy games i remember in that it. game yeah, yeah. and also and this is like way back to the first Final Fantasy game. They yeah. Characters from yeah. that game. And it's not just Final mm-hmm. Fantasy. All the other franchises, they're getting on that train. There's mm-hmm. Fire Emblem. There's the Tales of series. Yes, yes. Yeah, and it's mm-hmm. really just yeah. <laughs> amazing. Yeah. There's so many worlds. There's this big timeline in so many worlds. And yeah. it's all in there. Yeah. In, 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 in your pocket. Mm. I think for me, the mark of a great game is... And particularly, the mark of a great indie game is when it becomes so charming to an extent that it doesn't necessarily need like a ton of dialogue to yeah. tell a really good story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I've encountered games where that's the case, like, um, say, Hyperlight Drifter, mm-hmm. and it was such a... I don't know, it was such a good game because there was no dialogue whatsoever. Yeah, They made use of... Pixel, ga- uh, pixel graphics all throughout 
and how the you interact with the characters is just through pictures and yeah. context clues as to what happened to this area or what's yeah. the history behind this village right here and it's really great because it just goes to show that sure we have great uh heavy lore games like um games from the bioware series yeah. and even online games like overwatch as a shooter is uh, has its own lore now that people ju- are yeah. just dying to have more of. Yeah. You also have these really charming games, these indie games that you don't give a second thought to on PC, and they tell really good stories. I mean, these not so big time developers, they have the means now, they have better means yeah. to create games and to tell their own stories mm-hmm. through um, very generous types of programs yes. or developers. Yeah. Yes the rpg maker games for example yeah there are tons of horror games out there made exclusively with rpg maker and yet they tell such compelling stories mm. and such heart-rending and they give such heart-rending scares yeah and <laughs> drama yeah um i don't know if you guys have heard of the to the moon series no not yet to the moon is a game an indie game from kango and mm-hmm. he's a very good developer and he's an excellent excellent storyteller Mm -hmm. because i'm not sure if he made his games in the rpg maker engine or a similar type of engine but he tells such compelling stories that i'm not gonna lie they really made me cry at least once (laughs) each of their games Yeah. yeah you know it just goes to show that um you don't have to read a book or yes yes yeah you don't have to read a book or watch a series or watch a movie to look for really good narratives. Yeah. You, you don't find those games. exclusively in those mediums. You can yeah. find them especially in video games. Yeah. You can delve into those stories and you can even create your own stories. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Through those video games. Yeah, yeah especially a fascinating thing. Especially different the satisfaction is when you play video games. Yes. And yes. when you consume stories that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As opposed to just watching something mm-hmm. or reading yeah. something. You yes. actually get to interact yeah. with Yeah, you get to interact yeah. with the NPCs yeah. and you get to be part of the story itself. Yeah. You get to put yourself into the shoes of a character who lives in that world. Yeah. And you go, like, what would this character do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. I think when just a personal experience when people ask me what's my favorite what my favorite book is mm-hmm. i always find difficulty mm-hmm. pointing that because I, it was actually a video game that was first really important for me mm-hmm. and oh, what is it yeah it's kind of not famous it's art and Elical. it's a mm-hmm. japanese rpg and okay. the story was a really good really great like good characters mm-hmm. and then it had this theme of environmentalism mm-hmm. overarching it and mm-hmm. then kind of shaped who I am today nice, nice. so uh, that was really nice and it's a video game and yeah. the media stopped saying that <laughs> video games <laughs> yeah. cause violence because really they teach people about the world mm-hmm. it's just like books they just bring out what's already in there indeed indeed yeah and yeah narratives in video games really mm-hmm. good so would you say that's your favorite video game of all time one one. <laughs> one of them dragon age is the other and maybe a lot more yeah but were masters yeah yeah especially with what you said that kind of like having consequences mm-hmm. with your choices yeah. yeah it teaches you about life that it does even in a video game everything you do has impact has impact, impact yeah. has weight has importance yeah. every small thing and drama yeah, something big. Mm-hmm. so much drama <laughs> so much drama yeah 
that's what we like eating up anyway. <laughs> yeah, crying in front Fearfully. while holding while holding a controller is really just a novel oh, yeah, experience. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. or about? like crying over someone you raised on The Sims. That's also like. Like the first yeah. time I I led someone to old age, Aww. like it's oh. like a life story right there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you just started playing with them yesterday, mm. literally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then sorry, I'm gonna kill you now. <laughs> <laughs> so would you say Sims is your favorite game of all time? Oh yeah, yeah. and Tekken. Like yeah. for PC, it's definitely The Sims. For console, it's definitely yeah. Tekken. Mm-hmm. Like I ate up this, the, the I ate up the stories in Tekken. So yeah, the characters. Oh stories. yeah, like so, yeah, so it's not complex. Just the fighting it's really game. got in depth with the yeah. yeah, especially with the whole thing with with Nina, I think, and Asuka. Was oh, it yeah. Lily and? Oh Lily, it's Lily. Yeah, Lily yeah it's and Lily and Asuka. Asuka. Yeah. Like the whole thing with that. The rivalry thing. Oh yeah, like, and mm-hmm. which is why I'm so constantly disappointed by the films. Oh, they gosh. don't do the characters justice. Yeah. Cro- I think cross media. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, sometimes it doesn't work. Don't yeah. Really it's a so yeah, sometimes yeah. it works. Sometimes it doesn't. Mm-hmm. More, <laughs> more often it doesn't. Yeah, but you really have to understand the platform. Yeah, yeah. To yeah. see how the narrative works. Oh yeah, definitely. It, yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's what those cross media adaptations yeah. are failing at. Yeah, I mean, you you rarely find a hit among cross-media adaptations. Yeah, I remember yeah. everyone being excited for Assassin's Creed. Oh, Jesus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 uh, what, 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 what is your favorite game? Uh, I really am more into PC indie games, and especially mm. on Steam. I don't know if it's recency bias, but <laughs> especially since the DLC came out literally a couple days ago, but I really uh-huh. like the story of Celeste. You guys haven't heard of it. No, 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 no. It's a very simple game, and yet it's one of those hair-pulling, gut-wrenchingly difficult platformers. Yeah. And yet there's a whole story there, and I'm glad that we got to talk about mental health in previous episodes, mm-hmm. because this one focuses on a girl who tries to deal with her own struggles mentally oh. by literally climbing a mountain. Oh. And oh. this mountain... Is both uh, literal and metaphorical. Uh-huh. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Because it's, it's like a tricky, board. it's a tricky platformer, yeah. and it's pixel graphics, and the soundtrack is just Amazing. insanely gorgeous. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I would recommend this game to anybody I meet, and it's just so lovely because the DLC came out, and it's like. It's sort. It's a sort of farewell to this video game that mm. it's that has been treasured by people from all walks of life. And it's really gorgeous. And I would recommend this to anyone who's struggling with, you know, difficulties in their lives. Yeah. You know, with their own mental health. Like, Madeline is a girl who's had to overcome a huge obstacle in her life. And if you can finish the game and do that, then you're capable of anything. Yeah, it was really that's cool. beautiful. It was a big weight off my chest when I finished the game. Like, yeah. I had a large sigh of relief and said... Now Madeline can live a peace, a more peaceful life, Aww. and I can live a more peaceful life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can stop dying in this video game. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I wonder what Dark Souls teaches people about. <laughs> I'm talking Dark Souls levels of difficulty here. With really? This yeah, yeah. In one screen alone, I had, and I kid you not, 
500 deaths. Oh. And it's, it's so cool because this video game teaches you that the more deaths you accumulate in one level alone, the more you benefit, the more you learn. Yeah. And it's just so important because failure is essential, especially in video oh, games. Oh, so, yeah. And like in, games that punish you for failure. <laughs> yes, <Dark> Souls. yes, exactly. <laughs> and the important thing is that you keep going regardless of these failures. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's good. Mm-hmm. See, video games are really treasure troves yeah, for are, lessons. And there are treasure troves for lessons, for excellent the, characters that you can relate yes. to, and most importantly, there are treasure troves of, you know, just rich and fulfilling narratives. Yes. That we love listening to and experiencing firsthand. Yeah, yeah definitely. Mm-hmm. So keep sharing that beauty of video games. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. like, if, if, if someone tells you video games are gonna rot your mind, nope. Nope, don't no, don't listen. You just have to find the right one. Yeah, look for the story. Because there are some that are just for yeah. entertainment. But yes, yes. Yeah, those are those are those still are good, good too. Yeah. But yeah, part of yeah. the entertainment is that story. Yeah. That you get. Definitely. Just look. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think we got carried away with this episode. <laughs> so <laughs> much. Yeah. So well, we much. knew that we were going to get carried away yeah. anyway. Yeah. We warned you. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'm really, really glad we got to address this. Yes. yes. And got to address how narratives get to develop in video games alongside video games. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it's so exciting because we get to see so much more of that coming. Oh yeah. From new developers, <laughs> either indie or big title yeah. names. Yeah. And you know. Thanks so much, guys, for joining me on this one. Oh, yeah, we oh, love yeah. this Hopefully, one. Hopefully, this will segue to, you know, a, a sequel. Yeah. <laughs> a sequel <laughs> of a podcast episode. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> we can always find a way. Oh, yeah, we'll find a way. Sneak one in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thanks so much, guys. And once again, thank you to the audience, to our listeners. And we will see you in the next episode. Bye.